Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, Jameson Maxwell. Uh, Ty is on vacation. So, Jameson, uh, we this past weekend, we kind of got hit with one of the bigger, in, in years past, bigger recruiting weekends for OU and the Champion Barbecue. Uh, sorry, I, I should have meant it. The Champion Family Barbecue. Uh, as they they uh, made very clear uh, throughout every single graphic, um, Brent Venables first. So uh, a lot happened. Maybe not as much as last year, but let, let's just kind of get it started. What what was the uh, what are the differences between this year's Champion Barbecue and last year's? Other than the obvious, uh, you know, hashtag family. Uh, yeah, they they had to change the name just a little bit because you know transitioning something that Lincoln Riley was making you know pretty big. And on the national scene, the Champion Barbecue, keeping the same name was a little bit interesting. But you know what? I mean, if that's something that we know are known for nowadays in the recruiting world, why not keep it? But allegedly, with like the the donor boards and like all like the message boards saying like the food was like actually good. Allegedly, we've had a really bad problem with our chef before we came along, and it was like a stipulation that Brent Vittables like make sure that they hire a really good chef um, for the football team. And supposedly a lot of the crews liked it, but you know, you'll get all of this kind of stuff where it's like, Oh, it felt like family, the family barbecue. Oh man. I, I really could feel like, you know, how close everyone was. We were hearing the same things with Lincoln Riley, but we know Brent Venables as a guy. And I guarantee you, he was giving off more family vibes than Lincoln Riley was back in the day when Lincoln Riley like forgot about a kid in his hotel room or didn't have enough jerseys for the, all of the recruits last year to take photos in. None of that allegedly happened. Yeah, no, and you know that those kind of little details, you know, that actually matter, the personal touches, you know, actually talking to him, uh, were kind of left out in favor of look at all of these cars, and you know, we have a bunch of NFL players here. Which we you know, had one car on the field though. I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, they did it. So there were a little bit of odes to the whole time. They had one car, but it was not like a line of you know just old cars and then you know, just all these new, like, Italian sports cars. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, one car. We got, we got we at least hit the one car quota. The car on field mm -hmm. quota was hit. Uh, I did not see the car photo, so I'm not sure if it was a good car or not. But I uh, couldn't see what the logo was. I don't think I even looked that closely. I just, it just looked like a sporty black car. Um, but there was no line this year. Um, but, I mean, we still had a great, great list of visitors. It was not any different. Um, then the past years, we brought on some big names and guys that we really are targeting. You know, Jackson Arnold being the leader there um, is the OU commit and the quarterback of that class. who just got his fifth star on 247 Sports today. So we have a five-star quarterback in our recruiting class, which is stellar after we just lost the quarterback whisper. Um, and he was ready to do some work, you know, on big guys, you know, like Dylan Edwards, the running back out of Kansas that we've been working hard, really small, fast, quick kind of guy. Um, we'll get to, you know, our, our commit later. Um, but going to work on some offensive linemen, Peyton Kirkland, Caden Green, um, those are two big names in offensive line that they're going for hard. And then a lot of really good um, defenders. Um, PJ Adebaware, I believe is how you say it, out of Kansas City, is a guy that was getting a lot of hype towards OU after this. He's an edge defender. Um, Phil Picciotti, we talked about him, linebacker. And then um, another name that got a lot of hype, a guy that people thought might commit. Um, this is just a couple of the guys that went to this. It was Jacoby Johnson from Mustang, Oklahoma, and he's kind of 
looked at as a safety, six foot three basketball player. He's an extreme athlete, got a kind of a string of crystal balls, especially from like Steve Wiltfong, who's one of the biggest guys who has his head plugged in everywhere and recruiting um, after this weekend. A guy that's been talking to Oklahoma for a really long time and could be a guy you could see um, even announce soon. Who knows? But um, seems like we got some good ground on him. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. And I, I kind of want to loop back to Jackson Arnold for a quick second. And, you know, I, I, I him getting that five star was really, really, really great. And, you know, in, in a way, it kind of shows that, you know, the eye of Jeff Levy, you know, his ability to, you know, see someone, you know, is probably pretty damn good. Um, and arguably, I would say, you know, getting a guy early on in a cycle who might be a four star, you know, type of guy but then kind of rises up, that might be just as important, finding those diamonds in the rough, the rough being, you know, four-star quarterbacks. They're still very good. Um, might be just as good as, you know, landing the big fish, landing that five-star. What, what do you think about that? Um, yeah. He, is, is he it, moved, but, yeah. 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 He moved up just a little bit. It wasn't to like a huge jump. Like he was still a very highly regarded quarterback um, before he just got this fifth star. You know, they typically on 247, when they do the composite, they try to keep, you know, around, you know, the same amount of NFL teams to go draft in the first round to be so five star would be the, you know, if everyone went to the draft in their junior year, they would like predict that five, those 32 five stars just based off sole high school accomplishments would be the pick. Um, so that's kind of how they think about it. So he, he moved up a little bit, but having a five-star has a lot of clout to it and it means a lot. And this is a guy that carries a lot of, you know, energy around him. People really look up to him in, um, in Texas, he plays, you know, six, a D two. Um, and that's very high end football there. People watch him a lot. There's a lot of eyes on him and he's very confident and getting a fifth star. People will look at you a little bit longer, even if it was maybe like a, you know, 10 spot jump or whatever it was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. And you know, I, I love it, but um, anyways, Jameson, uh, what else about the barbecue? Anything else uh, of note to uh, discuss? Yeah, we, we got to talk about the one commit that we got because it's extremely interesting. You know, we're talking about, we've said this every single time and I'm going to continue to say it for the rest of the year. It's really interesting um, how, you know, Brent Venables is handling recruiting this year. Um, if you commit, you can't have any more visits. And especially for a guy who I don't know how many official visits, if he's taken any anywhere, um, and Keon Brown, our new wide receiver commit, um, committing to us after he got the offer two weeks before or like a week before whenever he came to our camp. Um, he came to the camp that the coaching staff was putting on and he was just blowing got by guys. He's six foot three and has speed. And it seems like he's just been going to camps around the nation, just picking up offers. And his stock is on the rise. Even though he's a three star right now, he's just he's got offers from like Alabama and Auburn and some of the Florida schools. Like, and he does not have, even have a complete huddle right now to look up. If you're trying to go find his tape, he has like a look back later i'm gonna have more tape up like he's a very limited view so he he's not in the big scope of the national scene where people who haven't seen his games in person or haven't seen him in a camp you can't just look him up online to find his tape so this guy is a guy another guy that can really definitely um go high in the rankings because any guy who picks up an offer out of camp and he goes to other camps and does the same thing like I don't want to compare it to this guy, but you know, Ethan Downs got his um, offer coming out of camp. And even though we knew him coming out of Weatherford, like 
there's guys that really show out and then produce in college football. That's crazy that he doesn't have like a really substantial huddle available. I mean, hell, I'm sure you could dig back and find my huddle. It's not very good, <laughs> but I'm sure you could find it hanging around out there somewhere on the internet. Yeah, it says junior year, small sample, more to come is the title of his huddle that he has. Wow, wow. okay. <laughs> that's incredible. That's insane. Yeah, then that, that's, that's big. I mean, even, even in that, you know, it's it's a small sample size, but you can see it, but it really doesn't show as much as what people were talking about. And some of the people that went got access to those camps and have videos of him running, you know, go routes and just burning past defensive backs. It looks like at six foot three and the speed that he has, just ordinary camp guys, um, you know, they're playing D back, just can't hold him. It's just not fair. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, that that's the thing is, you know, recruiting is such an interesting thing because there are so many, so many guys out there. But, you know, it, and it's hard to get noticed. So, you know, the guys who, you know, some, some guys, their path is what he's doing. Go, going off and in camp, you know, doing those camps, doing all that. You know, sometimes that was just as good as, you know, having an awesome highlight tape. In fact, it's probably better because you're getting up close and personal evaluations. Mm-hmm, definitely. I agree. And I'm really excited about this guy because, you know, we've seen it in the past. Um, our wide receivers – you know, sometimes you'll get a commit from like a lower end three star guy that doesn't have much clout in terms of recruiting rankings. And they kind of just sit on the back of your roster. You've seen like Trayvon West, Brian Darby's, you know, kind of that. But this guy seems like a guy that could kind of pop off and gain a lot of traction. If not, he has those tools. It's not like he's some five foot 11, you know, has decent route running. And we're just find, kind of filling a spot here. This is, this is a big time, you know, six foot three speed guy. And if he's continuing to get better, and that's what – if he started off with not that many, you know, much film and not that many offers, and then he sees a very quick rise, that means he's improving as a football player. And when you're improving, that means your ceiling is not hit yet, and hopefully he'll continue to get even better. Yeah, and you know, you never want someone to be a complete product when they enter college. You know, you you want to see that improvement. You want to see that scale continue to, you know, go up to get better. Um, so that's, that's good. Improvement's good. And, you know, I think more than anything, it's a, it's a low risk, high reward type of guy, which is mm-hmm. just yeah. awesome. And, and it was good because, you know, we just lost Ashton Cozart to, um, Oregon and we had a spot, the wide receiver, and I'm sure we, we have a couple more spots as well. Um, but, uh, it's nice to fill that void, especially whenever you have a five-star quarterback, like you talk about, you want to have really high end wide receivers in the class with them that hopefully he could, you know, move with and develop relationships through their freshman year and sophomore year, whether that be through practice or even off the field. And then that's going to pay dividends whenever they're playing the big time minutes, um, whenever they're sophomores and juniors. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all about depth. That's good stuff. Uh, any, anything else, anyone, any other big news kind of around no. the, the, the barbecue there? I mean, there's, there's so much really going on. You will have to kind of just watch. I think those names that I mentioned are, you know, the big ones that, um, kind of need to watch in terms of just OU targets in general that attended the barbecue. But, you know, there's other guys that OU's catching a lot of steam with Derek LeBlanc out of Florida's defensive lineman. It's high rating that a lot of people are talking about right now. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I really think that's it. I think, um, Peyton Kirkland really is the guy that you want to watch, um, for sure. in the offensive line, he's really talented and he, um, he's going to be committing on July 23rd. 
So if he stays in Florida, that, that might be a bummer, but that at least is one of the few guys that with the barbecue that has a date set. Um, but maybe, oh, you turn the tides the way he's been tweeting. You never know. Yeah, you never know. And, you know, that's just kind of the thing is, as we've been talking about all offseason, this is just kind of how it's going to be. You know, the, the, the days of, you know, a billion commits and a bunch of smoke and a bunch of fire, you know, those just aren't – that's just not the way uh, Brent operates, so – Mm-hmm. Bummer for podcasters. Bummer for the Cruton Corner, which I forgot to play the intro. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With a DraftKings same-game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. Um, Football always takes precedent, but right now, as a transition, Bobby, we got to talk about the stick sports. We got to talk about what's going on in the diamond. And I'm just going to say this straight up. I'm really disappointed about, I know you made the um, national championship in softball, but man, I really wanted to play OSU. I really did. Yes. People are like, OSU choke poke. Oh man. It's just classic OSU choking right at the end when they need to the most. But like, I know it would have driven up the ticket prices for the national championship games on Wednesday and Thursday, but just to see two Oklahoma teams, I understand it's OU Texas, but two Oklahoma teams playing in the national championship would absolutely be wild. Oh yeah. In Oklahoma city, it would have been really one of the coolest sporting events in the state's history. I would say Um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen often, you know, having two, two teams from the same state play each other in the capital, I mean, that would be, that would have been an incredible storyline. It would have been an incredible series. Um, you know, I, 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 I personally would have loved to see it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I'm definitely of the opinion that what happened is still a really pretty solid result. I thought it was hilarious the way it happened. Um, oh God, those errors were horrible. Oh like they that's just such up. a bad way to go out. Oh it, my God. It was brutal. It was brutal. And you know, the fact that they had to lose to him twice, it just, and not only that, but the whole sec storyline with OU and Texas off there as well, that, that just, mm-hmm. that just had to hurt so bad for OSU. Um, you know, who once again gets right there to the finish line, one yard short, you know, essentially. Oh, God. Uh, so it's, it, they were it, up five to zero in that second game, Bobby. It, it like and then legitimately the way they lost her lead. Did you see the play where? Oh yeah, they hit I did. It out to right field and then she juggled, jug, like juggled it and then threw it in the dirt. Then another person threw it in the dirt, not even close to second base. I don't know what the hell was going on, um, but I, I really, I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad for OSU. I really do. I do. I I, I legitimately feel bad for them, and I feel like we kind of lost a really cool moment, you know. But I think it helps that. 
you know, the team that OU is playing is, you know, well, we've got the second best option in Texas in terms of cool factor, in terms of rivalries. You know, if, if we, you know, we went on and played, I don't know, Arizona State or, you know, Florida State, you know, I, yeah. I don't think it would have, that would have been a real bummer. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Texas, you know, not bad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, it's they it's definitely, yeah. They obviously don't care as much as OSU does, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll still be fun. So, yeah, um, it's definitely not bad, honestly, playing Texas. It's one of the teams that we lost to this season. But, you know, I feel like we already did our avenging whenever we beat them 7-2, to two, you know, earlier in the Women's College World Series in that um, second round. Um, yeah. But we'll just go ahead and do it again. That's fine. More times beating Texas. That, that's great. Um, but, you know, Texas got a lot of momentum. There's, I'm pretty sure there's been not been a single unranked team make it to the Women's College World Series championship game. Uh, and Texas doing that. It's impressive. It really is. And, you know, OU, yes, they are this dominant team, but we've seen it. Like, you know, UCLA gave us some problems. Like, Texas is hot. Like, we shouldn't be counting them out. Yeah, no, uh, definitely not, especially when Texas is on their A game. You know, um, even looking back towards, you know, the the game they played on Saturday, you know, that that pitcher gave us some problems. You know, you had to kind of figure it, figure it out a bit. But once they did, they blew up. Um, and you know, it's, it's a team that you're familiar with that has a lot of negatives. They'll, they'll have a little bit of rest. So it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. But, you know, I, I feel like if we're talking about a three game going the distance situation, I'm not too worried about that. Can Texas get a game? I, I mean, anything can happen. Emotions are on hot. Um, OU slips up as we saw, uh, you know, in that UCLA game. And, you know, I, I think that's kind of part of, you know, having that much cushion is that you can you can allow yourself a stinker and then immediately turn around and you know clobber them the rest of the time. Um, I, I got to say we we talked a lot about Texas and OSU here, but talk about OU's resiliency in that last game against uh, UCLA to not only go out and win, but to go out and win in the highest, the 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 big the largest win in women's college World Series history against a blue blood like UCLA, fifteen to nothing, two. Two home runs from Jocelyn Allo, including that just insane like uh, Grand Slam. Is she the is she like the best? Is she the best softball player of all time? We're not like yeah. softball historians, but come on, yeah, you have to you have to think about it. She's absolutely the best offensive you know softball player of all time. There's no doubt about that. Her home run numbers show it, and she's an absolute menace. And this is also talking about a girl who gets continuously walked. Like you saw all throughout this season, many teams just avoid her, but you can't avoid that whenever you're in the, I mean, in the postseason. You cannot just walk her, especially whenever you have Jada Coleman and Tiara Jennings legitimately around her, all Americans. So it, that doesn't usually work out. Um, but it, it's tough because she's not a pitcher. And a lot of these people that we talk about, the, you know, the best of all time, we talk about Kalani Ricketts, um, talk about. Uh, Whatever that UCLA, yeah, and Laura Chamberlain, um, they can go both ways. Uh, so yes, I still think that she should be in that conversation because of how dominant she is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but you know, whenever you're missing 50% of your game, there's absolutely an argument to be had. And like you said, we're not softball historians, but she completely changes the whole scope of how you pitch and being the second spot. Um, and having two all Americans around her, that is extremely difficult to plan against. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a spectacle to watch. And, you know, I'd, I'd argue that they might be probably one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant team in their individual sport actively in the country, uh, 
I, they, I mean, they, they, they are what, what they do on a, on a field is, is just remarkable. And, you know, I, I think it's been, I think it's been great for softball. I don't think we're, they're quite in the Yukon territory yet where, you know, you have to debate, you know, are they too good? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just what, what it's they've pretty done damn to, close. Yeah. They're getting there. They're not quite there yet. If you ask me, but like what they've done to grow the sport, you know, getting that first ever women's college world series game on, on ABC on a Saturday with that Texas game, that was huge. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome to see. And, you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just really cool. Love, yeah. Love OU softball. I think the biggest story coming in to Wednesday and Thursday is you would think trout wine's going to start on Wednesday because that would give her the option if she needs to come in, you know, and clean up on late Thursday or start again on Friday. But after that Wednesday game, no matter what happens, who's going to come out and start on that Thursday game? Because, you know, the Oklahoma softball team caught a lot of flack for not starting Jordy Ball, even though they put her out right after May, just had a rough, rough time. And uh, Patty Gasso came out and said today that, you know, Jordy Ball is good to go. The problem is she's just not 100%. She's got some forehand, you know, like forehand problem. And I was talking to someone, yeah, forearm, um, some uh, forearm problem. I was talking to someone who used to play softball back in the day, and she was listening to the, uh, the announcers talk about the injury. Essentially, she has to completely change her whole um, way she pitches to where her ball is like almost like dropping. She has to like she can't manipulate her arm angle to give her certain angles the way she wants to pitch. So she's quite one dimensional right now how she pitches, but she's that good. Freshman All American, like you know, freshman of the year. And Jordy Ball, you've got to play that talent, even if she's one-dimensional. She's still really good. And May's still a hell of a pitcher. Nicole May, like, but the problem is she got burned. And um, that will be in the back of her brain. And I think we should go ahead and give the freshman All-American her chance on Thursday, no matter what happens, to start just to see what happens and to see if talent prevails. Yeah, absolutely. You got, you got to play your best pitcher if you get to that you know, situation where you can win a national championship, you got to close them out. You got to do it. And, you know, as, as a 1982, uh, Boomer Sooner, you know, commented on, on our YouTube page. Um, I mean, she was, she, she actually, I think did pretty well against UCLA, all things considered, uh, in relief of Nicole, uh, May. So I, I think she'll, I think, I, I think she's ready, ready for it. I think she needed to kind of get warmed up to it. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Oh, you, I mean, they have a they have a pretty damn pretty damn uh, good bullpen, all things considered. Um, you know, just look just looking at how solid that pitching staff is, uh, going all, going you know through Trout Wine, etc. So, and, and again, like you said, even Nicole May is still great. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see how how it pans out. I am hoping for a quick one too, but you know, these things always seem to get more complicated than they uh, than they than than they appear. So, we'll see, but. I'm, I'm excited. It's it's going to be really fun. So that starts, uh, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow morning or the day after recording, starts to, uh, today uh, on Wednesday. So check that out for sure. Now, softball, not the only, uh, like as mentioned, not the only stickball sport who's on absolute fire right now. OE Baseball uh, pulled out a super regional win at Florida on the last day. Rain delayed as hell, five and a half hours. Um, down, down one, when they started, uh, started back up, got down to a three, one, uh, deficit, but they, they battled back, got that win. Um, and Jameson, like you and I, you know, 
we don't talk, we, obviously not massive baseball guys either, but um, have you been? How, how have you been following the, the 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 baseball boys? You 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 liking the team? You follow? Yeah, the I, I popped in in the Big Twelve tournament, and I've kind of been pretty pretty closely, not uh, too closely, paying attention. But I've been really impressive. Uh, I mean, impressed with them. Like this is a nice group of guys that are getting hot at the right time. We talk about that all the time in all facets of sport. You know, teams that go out and win their conference championship when they weren't the favorite, whenever there's a lot of big-time teams to beat, go out there and perform on a high level and then move into the tournament, you see all the time in March Madness and basketball, um, those teams make it far. Um, but now it's the Sweet 16, you know, um, and Sweet 16 does take a lot of those Cinderella 11-seed teams out of the tournament um, because you're playing high-end, um, you know, you know, top 16 teams in the nation here that have their own super regional and Virginia tech being the number four team, in the nation is not one to, you know, talk down on. It's going to be tough and you got to win two out of three at their own place. This is not like professional sports where you get to flip back and forth. No, we got to only do it at their place. It's going to be very tough, but Hey, we got good times. Good times. Friday at two o'clock. I think is a pretty solid time. I think it's very watchable. In terms of, you know, Friday afternoon, in terms of work, most people are kind of winding down. Some people get out a little bit early. Um, put that on your laptop, watch it on ESPN.com slash watch. And then a big noon on uh, Saturday, we get to watch at 11 a.m. I love it. I love it because it's 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 really kind of a great, you know, midday watching uh, event, you know, even that regional, you know, watching the Liberty game, you know, kind of peeking in you know, over your corner, you know, on, on your, on your computer screen or on your TV. Um, and you know, Monday was, was wild uh, with softball and baseball going on at the same time, having to like kind of, kind of the double screen action going uh, mm-hmm. midday. That's, it's just, it's fun stuff. Um, but you know, Virginia tech's going to be tricky. Uh, this is, I believe their first ever super regional that they've ever hosted. So it's not like, it's not like they're like a blue blood. They have, this is, this is kind of newfound success for them. But then again, it's also OU who, you know, I believe this is only their sixth or fifth uh, super regional appearance ever. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, but you know, we'll, we'll see the biggest knock on OU, I think entering uh postseason play, including the tournament is that they're just inconsistent. They're weird. They um, are. They'll, they'll go out and like beat Texas tech, uh, you know, who at, at, at times, you know, was a top five team in, in the country this year and then roll around and lose to, wichita state by 18 so Mm -hmm. it's they're up and down they're they're hot and cold usually but they've been just absolutely you know red hot to end the season so you know that's kind of the thing is even though there are a lot of people who are like oh you's good you know they're on fire at some point what comes up must gotta come down at some point you you have to worry um but you know hey maybe 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 this is just a team of destiny that just gets hot and just goes all the way to Omaha. Yeah, the bats are hot, really. Um, if we can keep up our hitting, you know, anything's possible, really, because um, it's hard to keep up with. we're hitting that many grand slams, you know, some grand slams that have been the special. You know, we've got a lot of guys that are really doing good um, hitting the ball. I think, you know, um, who's your favorite guy, Crooks? Don't you like oh, Jimmy I'm Crooks? A, I'm a Jimmy Crooks guy. I've been a Jimmy Crooks guy <laughs> for – like going back to last year uh, in the Big Twelve uh, baseball tournament, where we were garbage, but uh, get a couple beers in me, I'll, I'll just start screaming Jimmy Crooks over and over again. 
Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty great, you know. Uh, Jimmy Crooks is great. Love Kendall Pettis. Uh, hard not to love Peyton Graham as well. Um, they're just a really likable team. And for me, it's it's nice to see him go on this run after we had twenty twenty kind of completely stolen from us because mm-hmm. that was that was a team that was like I think was going to be an Omaha lock. So if this team could get hot, make a run to Omaha, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That that is something I that that is a bucket list for me to see OU at Omaha. So might have to pull that one out out of nowhere but you know i i don't know big jimmy are you saying you'd consider you consider omaha if they get out of um, blacksburg oh yeah i'd go to omaha i would love to see that that'd be so fun (laughs) all right take us to omaha the wonderful land with so many things to do what was that movie it was yes man or whatever um i think with jim carrey and they're like like, oh, that's Lincoln that they went to. It was not Omaha. But it was like, he was like, like, sir, like you're randomly making very disturbing, uh, you know, movements around. And then you took a random flight to Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Why are you oh, traveling God. randomly to Nebraska? Is, um, yeah, but that was Lincoln because they put him at, the, at the, the game. But Omaha would be so cool um, to go to. Um, I think that's just like especially as our baseball program. It's not really something that we're known for. And we've kind of already talked about it. How many more times do you think we'll be there? And then how many more times will you have the means to go there um, in terms of your schedule? So why not hop on that? Yeah. And not only that, but like, yeah, it, it's just a, especially with the move to the SEC and coming where the, the schedule is going to get even harder. It's going to be, it's going to be intense, but I, I think, you know, why not? It would be fun. You never know. It's, I, I see it as like, obviously less invested um in baseball than basketball but i see it as like a final four type of deal for me um oh so no don't be, say that Bobby, no. oh no okay i i, did I just blow it did i just blow it <laughs> oh goodness no, like, if we went out like that i mean great if we made it to omaha i'd be happy really um, it's double I elimination that, at least ah uh, but Goodness gracious! If we went out like we did in Houston, let's not let's not put don't let's even, not put that into the universe. That. No, oh, we, gross. Let's not, let's not for sure. But um, nineteen eighty two has has been great in our comments. By the way, um, they've actually won every single series uh, since losing to Texas and Arlington. Um, you know, it, back in like shoot, I, I don't know. That must have been February, March. So. Uh, the baseball's been been pretty damn good, so yeah, he, he's he, he's also a big fan of uh, Graham and McGuire, which is kind of cool that we yeah. have Mark McGuire's kid. Sorry, Jameson, what were you gonna say? No, I I don't even know to be honest with you. I just I think that um, you know we have a better track record at least um, in the state of Nebraska in our history. You'd think um, comparative to our track record in Houston. Um, just in the recent history and recency bias, our Houston, um, you know, trips have not been the best, you know, NRG stadium final four. Um, I feel like we have Oklahoma has some pretty good history in Nebraska. So, um, yeah. I think that we got that going for us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nope. That's, uh, that is, uh, you know, we, we do have, that is a state we usually do well at. So I, I just realized if I do go to Omaha, that will make it like two Nebraska trips in the span of like three months. Which is- <laughs> Oh, a truly hilarious thing. Uh, only, only sports, only college sports. Uh, would you intentionally go to Nebraska twice? Oh man, here we go. We're going to enrage another state on us here. I think Nebraska, I'm sure, has plenty of beautiful things. I, I've, I enjoyed my my trip to my last trip to Nebraska back in '09. That was a good time. Uh, I will say, 
it, it was a bit of a shock pulling up to the hotel, getting out of the car and looking at the tires the, and having the treads completely filled with corn. Uh, <laughs> not even kidding you. I, 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 I thought the corn thing was a bit overblown and a joke. It, it, it ain't a joke. There's a lot of corn out there. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly, I, I don't think I've heard that story from you, but that honestly surprises me. I, I thought it was just a stereotype, you know, how, it doesn't help that, you know, Barstool Sports posting Oklahoma City getting wrangling a cow on the highway. That makes Oklahoma look like a bunch of hicks. Um, they're yeah. like, oh, it's just a bunch of cowboys, even though, our you know, our mayor says we'll never see anyone in Oklahoma City wearing a cowboy hat out. Um, but uh, you're going to stereotype Nebraska and it actually fits. That's cool. It's totally cool. Yeah, totally cool. I'm fine with it. Jameson, mm-hmm. are you, uh, you, you, you're probably not planning on going to Lincoln, are you? No, I, I don't think I will be. I'll be in the heat of what? What's the date on that? What What is the date? I, I, it's the third week of uh, September, so like the seventeenth, I think. Okay, so I'll be, um, yeah, in a pretty important point in my life with um, applications and internships for medical school. So no, I, I I don't think I'll be able to travel that weekend. Yeah, um, that my fall is going to be booked, absolutely booked. I'll probably be traveling every other, if not every weekend. So it'll be fun though. Yeah, I'll I will be that that that's a bummer, but you know I feel you. I, I will be out there in Lincoln though, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, we are working on those plans, and yeah, it'll be a good time. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what all that has to offer. You know, it's it. I was like a kid last time I went. So I I wish I could honestly. You know, who knows? Something might be able to go for that weekend. You never know, but. I feel like that's just like such a unique experience in terms of college football that when are we going to have that experience for the rest of our life? I mean, can you confidently say, do we even have any, I, we don't have matchups set with them, right? I'm, we actually I do. I, for some reason, them. that's what I thought. And that's why I hedged it right there. Cause I was about to say, you know, I was like, maybe there is, I think I remember, but you know, that's still a very unique experience that, you know, you can only guarantee one more time in your lifetime. Yeah, and it's just historically really cool. So I, mm-hmm. if you have a chance to go and go, um, I would just avoid staying in the like sitting in any of the corners at the football stadium because uh, the end zones literally go behind the press box. So there there will be obstructed views by being too far back. It's, it's they madness. still have it like that. Well, there's no way to not do it. You know, like there's <sighs> the, the the place is the place is a complete just ancient like erector set. Man, it's it's crazy. They still have mm-hmm. like like seats behind poles. Yeah, I remember whenever stuff. the Cotton Bowl was, you know, there was a lot of seats like that too. I sat behind a pole at the Cotton Bowl once, and I was absolutely enraged. It like you know, it's like you know, how mad are you whenever someone stands in front of the TV whenever you're watching, you know, a football game? It's like that to the max. It's legitimately the worst. It's it's bad, you know. It, it it's I. I don't know how I, I, I would, I, I, I might've just left if, if that happened, I would have been so mad. Um, and you know, really it's, it's just, uh, it's just kind of funny that, you know, people, old timey people just kind of dealt with it. They, they never thought, Hmm, this seems like an okay thing for us to deal with. It's a, it's a poll. I could go. <laughs> I'm a proud, this. I'm a proud season ticket holder of behind the pole, but had it here for 25 years. And I'm very proud. They oh should bring God. him onto the field every single season and honor him. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a really classic meme of the old Shea Stadium out in uh, out in um, 
the Mets stadium, the old one, uh, there's a seat just directly behind the foul pole. <laughs> and it says the best seat in the house because you don't have to actually watch the Mets, which is, which is pretty funny. But hey, they're know. pretty good this season now. They are good now. They are good now. So, all right. Well, Jameson, I think that's all we have for this episode of the Schooner Pod. Final thoughts before we uh, head on out of here? No, I'm I'm really excited how this, you know, y'all probably listen to this on Wednesday or even later in the week. We've got a nice lineup of Oklahoma sports and just sports in general, especially during a time where, you know, after this ends, it's starting to get in the scary times of, you know, sports, NBA finals, you know, softball and baseball just ending. And then all we've got is MLB. So um, things are getting a little bit scary, but we've got a nice lineup. We've got something every single day um, in OU sports, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe even a little bit of Sunday. So I'm excited for this coming um, slate. Yeah, no, absolutely. Soak it up all you can because it's about to be the the, the dark, dark times, which ugh, it's a bummer. I really wish we were having a World Cup this uh, this summer instead of – We'll still find content because I think at the end of every single episode, I, I know we're dry, um, like really pushing this right now, but it seems like every week we're like, okay, well, we'll probably try to think of something unique next week, and here we go again. We're talking about something you know that happens in terms of OU every single week. They find news, keep themselves in the news because it's a brand – uh, maybe there's some minor manipulations in terms of when things get released. Uh, maybe we'll get some news. So um, there's always something to talk about with OU. Of course. Of course. We're, we're just that massive. We're a massive brand, Jameson, going to the moon. Mm-hmm. But anyways. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for commenting on YouTube as well. Uh, so we appreciate all of y'all. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Boomer Sooner, everybody. <laughs>